Are you ready for a fright? Can you handle a scare? This is your home for all things horror. Welcome to the Deadline Podcast with your host, Jay. What is up, guys? Welcome to a new episode of Deadline Podcast. Uh, just a quick couple of things uh, before we actually get into it and I bring monsters in my mind in. Um, first things first, um, you can find all the links down in the description. Um, I also added a new uh, platform, so now you're able to listen to the podcast on Stitcher as well as Google Play Music, um, iTunes, Spotify, and then, of course, my host, which is Podbean. Um, so today we have monsters in my mind, which I'm about to bring them in just a second. Um, last week on the podcast, we had um, the Dark Narrator. And I actually started something new on there, which was reading a real-life story that I actually came across. And all on all... On all the other platforms, people actually liked it. So I'm going to start bringing more real-life horror stories into the podcast now. Um, I'm also in the works of starting narrations back onto it as well. Granted, it won't be an everyday thing. I'm not going to do it all the time. Uh, but I am going to bring some back here and there, especially around the holiday seasons. I will start uh, doing that maybe a little more, hopefully. Um, so let's get straight into this. Let me bring him in. So how long have you been doing your channel now? Well, like I say, like I was saying, um, it says about a year on my YouTube channel, but I don't count the first six months cause I was posting maybe once a month or every other month. I wasn't really doing anything. So I've been serious about it since last December. Okay. So not quite a year yet. So what a um, so tell me what kind of stories do you usually gravitate towards when you narrate? Um, I like things without a lot of dialogue in it. <laughs> Honestly, I don't I don't like doing dialogue. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't I'm not blame a big you. fan of I'm not a big fan of it. No, I'm, which, not, I'm not either. Yeah, like if I'm doing lines for someone, that's different because it's not just going to be me speaking right. the whole time and then doing it. And I don't mind a bit of voice acting. But when it comes to me playing multiple parts or something like that, I'm not a big fan of trying to, to do that. Um, right. You know, I was really, I was focusing on mostly creepypasta, no sleep for a while. But I'm I'm now kind of going to the truer or more realistic kind of horror. Um, for one, I write it. And actually, I found I can bang out you know, realistic kind of horrors, like it's something that might happen every day, a lot easier than coming up with this whole big scenario and trying to be, be more plot driven and right. and coming up with all these different things. And so it's actually easier to, for me to write that way. And so far, the ones that I've done that, in that style have been my best viewed. So I think people are really liking it. Um, so like some people even one guy asked, because my story started off with the guy talking about how it's going to be in the newspaper soon. And I guess somebody actually looked to find it 
So it's, I guess it sounds pretty realistic, whatever I write. But then I also do, um, I do do fine stuff on uh, Reddit and things like that. So I do the, the let's not meet. And I've been exploring various subreddits, like with cryptids and paranormal and glitch in the matrix. I just did a bit ago that are, that are true reports, you know, people, other right. people are writing these reports. So, um, you know, I still probably stick around with some of the creepypastas every once in a while, but it's kind of me too. I get bored doing the same thing all the time. So, right. oh, so it's probably not going to work so well with my ability to brand myself, but, uh, you know, at least my channel has variety, I guess. I, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. That's always a good thing. Uh, yeah. So, do you post uh, the stories that you write anywhere, or do you just keep them to yourself? I mostly keep them to myself. I was posting them on No Sleep, but um, I don't know. I just kind of got tired of trying to do that, and you know, once a video drops, I'm I'm trying to promote myself, the video, and so many other places that to put the story out there in the written form. Right. It just kind of became a hassle that I didn't feel like I wanted to deal with. So I might start putting them on my Facebook, just That's so if people idea. want to read them, they can they can be driven to that direction. So I've, I've been thinking about doing that, and at some point, if I ever do Patreon or something, I'd probably post them on there. That I don't know how Patreon works, but I think that's doable, you know. So yeah, which is a good that'd idea. Be like a tier incentive, you know. You get the you can listen to it, but if you want to sit down and read, hey, you donate right. this much, and you'll have access to the stories. Now, um, how many stories off the top of your head do you have written as of right now? One. <laughs> you got to start yeah, just somewhere. One. I'm not. Well, I'm not. I'm, I've never done multiple stories at a time. I don't uh, know. I, do, I usually focus on one at a time, gotcha. just because I've tried multiple stories and then I kind of get lost and I lose interest in this one. Then I'll focus. This one will be interesting, but then I'll start another one. So I find if I just focus on one at a time. Right. It's easier for me to get get through them and and, and do them. And that makes sense actually, because I've seen actual other authors try to take on more than one task. You know, when it comes to writing, and then I don't think it works out that good, to be honest. Yeah, it's just you know you're trying to keep a feel and a tone for a certain story, and right. I, it's hard once I get out and go to another one to come back. Right. So where was I? What was I feeling at the time I started this? Well, then you have so to get. I find it. You have difficult. to get back into character as well of that person. Yeah, and yeah, character and just the mindset and where you wanted it to go. And so I, I'm sure other people can do it, but for me, I find it difficult to write more than one at a time. Yeah. So, um, so as right now, I didn't look earlier. How many, how many videos do you have right now on your channel? Oh boy, I don't know off the top of my head. Quite a bit. Um, yeah, I, I actually I just went through and mothballed a few of them. Uh, just some of my older stuff that doesn't have any relation to where I'm going with my channel now. Right. So some of them I kind of mothballed, and you know, if people ever want to see them again, I can re um, post them, I guess. But now, uh, now uh, just, earlier before okay. the podcast started people that are listening um we were talking behind the scenes earlier about youtube's new terms of service i guess goes in effect december in it uh the 10th or something like that yeah yeah i think it's december 10th so in a month 
Yeah. So I don't know if any of you guys have actually read it so far, but what do y'all think about it? I mean, I read some last night, and he was also saying it as well that uh, where he, he or he read it on there as well that they were talking about if you if your channel doesn't make enough money for YouTube, then basically your channel will be gone, which I think is a total crock of shit. I think it's just. I think it's bad. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me for what YouTube is supposed to be, unless right. they are just going to go completely corporate. I do kind of understand, you know, if they did say that, if that's actually accurate. Kind of, they do have, I mean, hosting all these channels and all this content probably takes a lot of money and just server maintenance and stuff right. like that. And that makes so sense. Maybe I could kind of see it, but it's not what they've ever been before so it'd have to be a new direction for youtube i i think at least right well and, and i think one of the biggest things people have been worrying about for a while as well about youtube is what's going to happen to the horror community you know in general on there as well yeah especially with them going more family friendly right which which is fine i mean I, a lot of kids watch YouTube, and I think they do have to have some way of separating appropriate content, you know, a rating system or something like that. Like, you have yours set for age limitations, and I think that's a good idea, but, I mean, it's also kind of easy to get around if they wanted to. But then again, YouTube isn't these kids' parents. Right. So they should, parents should be paying a little bit of attention What's to what their job. kids are watching. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean even mine. I'll, I don't have to sit there forever and l watch it with them, but I'll pop in every once in a while and make sure I'm not hearing anything weird or disgusting. And right. they'll be like, okay, you can watch that. And sometimes I, I bet the channels that they are watching, I'll go through and look at their content and it takes a minute or two. It really doesn't take long. Right. Well, even then, though, so. I mean, there is a separate app in the App Store. It doesn't matter if you have Apple or Android. That's yeah. YouTube Kids. Have you been on YouTube, kids? Yeah, it sucks, but still. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's it's for like three-year-olds. Yeah. And like my five-year-old son doesn't even want to watch it because it's he can't get the channels that he wants. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know. There's a few of them. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head who he watches. They're they're fine channels. You know, there's no cussing or anything, but it's not necessarily cartoony young kids all right. learning it's mostly people playing minecraft and right. they don't use bad language or stuff like that so i'm fine with it but i don't see a lot of that on youtube kids and it's hard to, to navigate it for them honestly he knows youtube he knows where to go where he wants and he gets there right and that's the thing even if you went to youtube kids um uh, hell a lot of the channels are the same thing or at least the same yeah. content yeah you know, it's like, all just kid songs and yeah, stuff, but he doesn't want to watch that. Baby Shark. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, Baby Shark and Johnny. <laughs> yeah. So many channels have done that song to death. I'm, I hate, I, I do, I just like that song greatly now. Now, because I've heard it so many times in so many different voices and so many different ways. Now, my boss, um, my boss, which is the executive chef, his wife is the general manager at my restaurant. And, um, they have a little two-year-old and they were telling me about this it's been about a month now that that's all she plays is that baby shark so to agitate them 
I decided to download the song onto my phone. And of course, I've got my phone linked to my car speaker. So when I pull up, I'd bump that just to piss oh them off. And you could, you, could, you, you could hear me coming like a block away, just bumping that. Oh, I'd have fired you. <laughs> I would not deal with that. And the good thing is I timed oh it gosh. just right because as I was coming into work, uh, us chefs, we park in the, the alleyway of our restaurant and we go in through the back door, mm-hmm. which goes into our kitchen. And um, I knew the time that I would pull in, they're usually outside smoking cigarettes anyway. So, um, so I yeah. timed it right. Of course, I got so, hell about it. Oh, yeah. And rightly so. But, you know, that's why you're doing it is to, to make them a little upset. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the horror. That's just that's that's real life oh, horror right there. That is. That is. That, he should write a let's not meet about you. There you go. <laughs> Guy bumping baby shark. Let's not meet again. So, um, do you have any... Oh my gosh, I've got that stuck in my head, that song. <laughs> so, do you have any um, upcoming plans on new videos that are coming out? Um, I know you were talking well, about um, the one that you were due today, but... Yeah, that's not going to get out because I... I'm writing a story. It's a good story. I'm just a little stuck in some places, and it'll probably be released this Wednesday instead. But, um, yeah, it's my first foray into writing a something that happened on the dark web slash cyber stalking. Um, let's see. Um, Artzilla actually gave me the idea on another video. She asked for cyber stalkers, so I'm trying to incorporate that um let's see oh and not to butt in but you just brought her up Uh, Mm um i she made me a personalized uh thumbnail for the podcast or for the live streams now so shout out to her for sure for making that the the artwork that she did for me is just freaking awesome so congrats to her yeah she's she's really good she's really good and I'll, uh, I'm always open to suggestions for videos and, and themes, especially ones that I write. Um, it was, it's fun. It's fun to write stuff that people have asked for and to see their reaction when, when the, you know, the stories come up. So, Now, do you have a email that's linked to your channel so people can actually send you stories? Or do you just I have... I do. Okay. I do. I have... Well, I have a business, and then, you know, like, I keep for discussing things and business opportunities with other narrators or whatever, but, um, it didn't pick up there. Oh, no, here it is. Uh, so, you can send any stories or requests to monstersfanstories at gmail.com. So, that's, yeah, monstersfanstories and at gmail.com. Yeah, it's in my uh, about. It's not the one, you know, I have the one for business inquiries or whatever. All right. And this is, then I have one just for fans to connect with me and uh, send me stories or, you know, ideas for themes if they want something in particular. I'll take it into consideration. Not saying every single idea will probably ever get done, but, you know, I, I enjoy it. It makes my job easier if people give me an idea of what to write on. Right. And, and that's can, always good. Go with it. Bounce off of yeah. each other. Yeah, I enjoy it. I, I like it a lot. 
Uh oh, we got nefarious in the chat. Oh. Hey, Neff. Hey, oh. I wasn't expecting that. But hey, welcome. Yeah, that's awesome. Nefarious is the man. Yep, yep, yep. And I'm also going to say hi to Creepy Clown Girl because he said hi in the chat. And Mandy. Mandy Mortem and Mad Chatter. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Mandy will actually be joining me next Sunday. Awesome. So she'll be on the show. So I was telling her the other day, don't be nervous. Just act like you're talking on the phone with a telemarketer. <laughs> that was the best way I you, could so, think. So, so you want her yelling at you or hanging oh, up? I'm shit. Not sure. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think about that part. Yeah, uh, Mandy, yeah, don't. people aren't usually too nice to telemarketers. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I, I Me, on the other hand, uh, now this has nothing to do with horror, but since we brought up telemarketers, uh, on my old channel, uh, mm -hmm. I had an old gaming channel that I used to do years ago. And for shits and giggles, I had I, I was so tired of telemarketers nonstop just yeah. harassing me. So I started recording them live and live stream. <laughs> and I would harass them, just, just ag them on. That's just, actually a good idea. Is, are there other channels like that? I'm, I bet you you could, I, you could record a bunch of them and put them down. I think a lot of people have recorded, but I was I think I, I might be wrong on this, so don't actually quote me on this. But I actually uh, did live streams. I would start a live stream just to do that because I was getting God. I would get like two or three calls from telemarketers within a. 15 minute span so i was like you know what let me see if i can live stream this get it going and yeah. half of the time i got lucky nice i think that'd be hilarious i'd i'd listen to them it's like prank anchors in yeah, reverse. Yeah, yeah. instead of instead of calling out they call you and you prank them yeah and sometimes those those uh telemarketers can't hang up on you i think they have an override button but they have to stay on for like as long as possible well and so it, it kills me though whenever you know they say like th i think one of my favorites that they do is the irs well first of all the irs oh, yeah. will never freaking call you yeah. but some people are not smart enough to know that and it's our you know our older people that fall for it and then what gets mm -hmm. me is the irs will never actually tell you hey i need you to go to walgreens and get a money order or whatever you know a debit card and they give us the yeah. number on the back of that come on no, I was at Walmart yesterday and at their money center and um, they have a sign up there saying social social security will never ask you to pay for uh, debt in the form of gift cards. I'm thinking who would actually that would make no sense if somebody right. called me up and said that I needed to pay them my bill in the form of a gift card. Like who would fall for that? But it's it's always people do. It, and it is. And I think it's. It's not the younger generation or our generation. I think it's the older, you know, the older people yeah. that actually fall for it because, I mean, I grew up when computers started out. So, yeah, you know, they didn't have all that kind of stuff back in the day, like when my grandfather was around and stuff. So, but they all fall for it. Yep. Yeah, they do. It, it is. You're right. It's usually the older generation that, that so, uh, get it set. Set in that trap. So let me ask you this. Um, 
Okay. So do you have any real life horror stories? Something that's, you know, happened to you that you found even when you were, you were in the military? I don't have anything in the military. Well, nothing well, like that one I was of. telling you about earlier. Well, actually, actually, not me, and I wasn't there, but someone I knew. Um, I met him when I was stationed in Korea, and then when he went back, uh, he did strangle his wife and threw her in a ditch, and he got arrested for that. What the hell? Now, so. did did it kill her, or she? Oh yeah, no, she was dead. She oh, was wow. she was dead. Yep, killed her dead. <laughs> so, um, most likely cheated on him i'm pretty sure so i don't know the full situation i just mostly got i read the newspaper article and it was crazy because it's like i knew that guy we hung out right and he went home and did that you That's, just never know these days yeah well um just from what i heard about his wife and stuff it was most likely she cheated on him and so. and that's the thing you know for people that don't know um, I was in the military, but this was years ago. It's always right. it, the way I look at it. It was always best to stay single. I don't know what it is. When not all military wives are like this, so I'm not saying no, that. no. But not. there are there are a handful that when their man is you know in Iraq or whatever, stationed in Germany or whoever for so many years, and they're back home in the states, they get kind of lonely. Well, it's it's that too, and partly, you know, this guy also married a known barracks bunny, and since you're military, you know what I I'm talking about, right? So it, it wasn't a good decision on his behalf either, the person he married, and to expect any change in personality from her. So yeah, you know, it, it's not going to happen, most likely. So uh, yeah, I mean. I saw a lot. That's that's just one example, and like you said, not all of them. And there's a lot of women. You know, men didn't have a problem with their girls back at home, and they didn't give their girls problems, problems to deal with either. So, there was a lot of fidelity as well. Right. And I knew a couple of people who had, uh, you know, agreements with each other, and they were discussing it. And I think that's at least an adult and responsible way to deal with the situation as well. It depends on each marriage. I'm not here to judge people and what they do. Right. So. But you know there are better ways than going behind someone's back and especially somebody who's been in a very stressful area and is a trained, you know, trained to kill people. Essentially, it's probably not a smart idea to, you know, sleep around on them. Personally, yep. I don't think so. No, I, <laughs> I, I agree with you on that. Um, yeah. Something I've been working on and I've been saying this over the last few podcasts I am working on since I'm a chef is working on, if anyone has got some horror stories, it's always chefs. I mean, I, I've seen a lot in my time. Yeah. Uh, but I got to thinking about some the other night when I was laying in bed about some of the ones I've had. Now, granted, this is not really horror, but it is. Uh, I guess you can go a little towards gory, I guess, in a way. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you the short little story. So years ago, a few years back, well, let me, probably about six, seven years ago, I was introduced on oysters. So I was learning how to shuck them and everything. Now, for people that don't know, there are certain little knives that you use to yeah. open an oyster. 
granted, 90% of them are razor sharp, at least the tip of them. And I was new yeah. to it, and the executive I was working under was telling me how to do it, and I was over there doing it. And I was like, all right, I'm getting the hang of this. Towards the end of the night, we'd already frick, shucked at least 40 or 50 of them. And uh, it was about two hours before closing, mm. and it slipped. Oh. And let's just say I was rushed to the hospital. I had to get my thumb sewn back on. It was hanging. Oh, wow. It was hanging off the end. Yeah. But it, does it, it work now? Did they reattach it? Yeah, they they did, but it gets better. Okay. So I lost a little nerve in it. A couple of weeks go by, and I'm able to go back to doing full blown out work. Mm-hmm. I'm in there shucking oysters again. It was a Friday night. We were just busy as hell. And would you know, it happened again. Oh, my the gosh. same finger. The same finger. Oh, my God. That, I, I think that finger just doesn't want to be on your hand. <laughs> no. <laughs> what did you do to that finger? Jeez. So Showing now I've got, like, I've got like a permanent scar that goes from... Uh, around the on one side of the thumbnail, all the way around. Yeah. And like, if you go where the actual split is, there's no feeling in it. So I could sit there and hit it up against a real nail or something and have no feeling yeah, in it whatsoever. But yeah, wow. that's j for people that are really, you know, get what's the word I'm looking for. People that are not into blood or whatever, I'll just say this. It when it happened the first time, it looked like a straight up bloodbath up in there. It was just it was everywhere. But yeah, wow. that's it was horrible. I'm we ended thinking up, I'm thinking of Bill Murray on the old Saturday Night Lives where he was the chef. I think it was Bill Murray. And he'd cut himself and it just start gushing and squirting everywhere. Was it kind of that? Did it actually squirt out? Yes. And oh, that was how it and that's how I found out, kids, that I was a squirter. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to say that, but, you know, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it was... I, it was the good thing is it was, you know, just a couple hours before closing the first time, yeah. and it was in the middle of the week. So we just went in and closed up, because by that time, when it comes into a kitchen, it becomes a health thing. Granted, I have yeah. I don't have any diseases or anything, but... You have to throw everything away that's in there. Well, yeah. I mean, nobody wants to eat anything contaminated with someone's yeah. blood, even if they're clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we, ended up, we ended up closing down for that night, throwing everything that was in there away, cleaning up. But um, I just thought about that when I was just thinking about uh, cleaning up. Um now, this is really poor. Um, so the bar was busy. And this is recent. Uh -huh. This is at my restaurant. Um, so we were busy as hell. We ended up having like an $8,000 night. And wow. uh, the the bar was jumping. It was The bar was wrapped twice. Uh -huh. Anyway, one of the bar backs ended up breaking a glass into the ice, their little ice bin. And uh, oh, no. he, yeah, he called himself uh, cleaning it. 
Uh, he says that he emptied all the ice, cleaned everything out, yeah. bleached it out, the whole nine yards, washed it back out, put new ice in there. Please tell me someone didn't swallow. Blast. So a customer ordered a drink, was sitting at the end of the bar, and he asked for a separate glass of ice so he could put it into yeah. his whiskey. And he ended up chewing on a piece of the glass. Oh my gosh. And cut the side of his tongue. That's like my worst nightmare. That's I, like... I've had fears of like glass in my food before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's like that's like something you would see off of a Lifetime movie network. Yeah. Wives trying to kill their husbands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, speaking oh of gosh. that... Fortunately, he didn't swallow it. No, the good thing is he didn't. His... It was. It wasn't towards the back of his tongue. It was towards, more towards the front. front. Yeah. Okay. So he was able to spit it out. Of course, yeah. blood was everywhere. But, but I, I do have a couple like, uh, like, not military related, but uh, almost like let's not meet kind of incidences that have happened. One of them I've already written a story on, just where when I was a salesman and this guy was pretty much stalking me, and. Uh, I don't know, he kept asking me weird questions. Like he came by like two or three times asking me, do I live in the area? Do I know the area? Like, what am I doing there? And then eventually asked me for directions and I, I told him where to go. And he's like, um, I, I'm new here. I don't know that. Can you hop in and come with me and show me? And then I'll bring you back and drop you off right here. Fuck that. Yeah. I was like, no, honestly, I, 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 I didn't think about it till later, but. I'm almost wondering if he thought I was like a male prostitute or if he was just some weird guy or if he was going to strangle me. Just the, the way some of the conversation is, which wasn't in the story because I can't remember it offhand. I just remember the feeling of how the questions and what he was asking me, like it almost seemed like he was about ready to proposition me at some point, which was really weird. Considering the fact I was there with like a backpack on and I'm in a suit and a tie and I'm just going around doing sales and stuff, street pitches or whatnot. And, uh, you know, obviously not a prostitute. Right. So, but it's almost felt like it was kind of going to go that way at some point. And then when he asked me to get in the car and then he'd drive me where he needed to go and then drop me off and then remember how to get back there. That just sounded like who goes through that? Exactly. Yeah. And this was back in the early 2000s before we had cell phones really and maps and stuff like that. So, like, he couldn't just Google it. So I kind of get where he's coming from. But still, no. No, not at all. <laughs> not doing that. I think even back then, Especially. the only the only phones we had were those big, blocky ones that came with the little suitcase. No, this no, was, that was this was during at least flip phone. Yeah, that was like eighties. Yeah, nineties. This was a flip phone time. Oh, that's right. When they had that's the right. first flip phone and stuff like that. Yeah, or the the little bricks. Yeah. Uh, with like the one inch screen. The Nokia. Yeah, yeah. This was pretty much around that time. <clears throat> and then. I did have another incident. Um, so I was stationed in Korea, but I did go back there and lived as a civilian for a year. And uh, I was going through the subway. And I mean, it's not uncommon to see beggars and stuff like that, but uh, usually they don't talk to you there. It's kind of <clears throat> like they won't look you in the eye there because it's seen as a shame to have to beg. But this one lady, she was old too, looked really frail. And uh, I'm actually going to write a story about this, but I'll kind of give you the download here real quick she was begging and i did throw a dollar in her a cup a wand 
And then uh, before I could even move my hand out, she grabbed me. And she had like these long fingernails that were digging into my arm. And, you know, I'm a pretty big guy. So <clears throat> I was figuring, you know, I could get away. She's a little girl. But no, she had a grip like a vice. And she just started screaming at me in Hangul, which is the Korean language. And I had no clue. And like she knew enough English to say more money, more money. And like she just wouldn't. I was dragging her through the subway station and no one was helping me. And she's just screaming in Korean. I don't know what she's saying. I think, yeah, later somebody came by and helped me who spoke better Korean than I did. Because I did speak a little. I took some language classes there, but not enough to, to understand what she was saying, especially when I'm freaked out. But uh, anyways, this lady comes by. Um, yells at her, gets her away, and I guess what the deal is, is that she's not actually homeless. She was part of this, like, organization that they have over there, where they, it's a group that goes out and begs, and then they pull their money at the end of the day. But um, pretty much what she does is she just tries to freak out foreigners to give them all, her, all their cash. So, yeah, and she was screaming that I was hurting her in Korean. That's what she was screaming, trying to get other people to come in and harass me and and stuff like that but nobody was paying any attention so That's yeah i had fingernail crazy. marks in my arm oh yeah dude it was nuts I, I was scared like she was strong she's like 80 well probably like 60 or 70 but she looks super old and she's just grabbing me and yelling and screaming and i had fingernail marks she didn't break skin but you know i had the indent she was grabbing pretty hard <laughs> so i was a little scared and then somebody came and yelled at her and got her off of me and yeah, it was kind of nuts. So, so that'd be kind of like a let's not meet story, I guess. Not too scary, go. but just kind of a weird incident. Yeah. Hey, that'd be something good for you to, you can do as well to put on your channel. Yeah, I was planning on doing doing something like that. Going into more detail and, right. you know, a little, little dr more drama into it, but you know. So, um, last week. I'd started reading uh, real-life newspaper articles, and on all the other platforms, people were liking it. So I decided I'm going to start doing this a little more often. <clears throat> okay. So I came across one, and uh, now the name of it's called The One Known as the Kingston uh, Strangler. Now this was in Philly in uh, 2010. So the so-called Kingston Strangler struck Philly in 2010, dubbed mm -hmm. a sexual serial killer by the media. Antonio Rodriguez raped and killed three women in just two months. Um, the 22-year-old claimed that he just wanted to have rough sex and that the women's deaths by strangulation were... He, he, he got off on that, basically. So he was... Yeah. He... I don't know it. The way it sounds, just from that, is that turns him on. But anyway, uh, he says that he testified to this a lot. Uh, said of um, the deaths by strangulation. Even if you do do it really well, the victim still has about ten seconds of blood in their head and maintain consciousness. Consciousness, even after the pass out. You have to hold it for a minute or two until they have brain damage, and then three or four minutes until they die. So for someone to say, I didn't mean to do it, that doesn't lie, he explained. Now this is the words yeah. quoted from him. 
uh, when the neck is being compressed, you're cutting off the jugular veins first, he said. But your arteries are still pumping blood into the brain. This dude went straight into details on how to strangle. It's, this is coming from a newspaper article, so I'm reading it word for word. Some of the parts right. I'm cutting out, so you can, if anyone's listening, they want to actually read it. By all means, go and do it. Just look up the uh, Kingston Strangler. But I'm cutting some of this because some of it's just way too gruesome. Um, there's an increase in pressure, which results in the rupture of small blood vessels. And he just, he, he wasn't even a doctor. Yeah. But he knew exactly where to strangle or how to hold it or what position to strangle these women. Now, he, he only, the, I don't know how to word this without getting heat l- later on from it. The good thing is he was stopped before it went any farther. You know, he was on, only able to uh, murder three women. But, uh, which were in a short period of time between each other. Now, this article yeah, was... That- it was short. That does sound like a weird thing to say, only murdered three, yeah, but I get you. But you see what I'm saying? There's no, I couldn't think of another yeah. way to word it. There's no good way to put that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that's why I was saying, anyone that's listening, I, I don't know any other way to word it off the top of my head, because I don't write scripts right. for the podcast. I just go with the flow, because it seems like people like that better, instead of scripting. Mm-hmm. It sounds more natural. But, um... Right. That was just a short article. The actual full detailed, which was in uh, the court documents, it's a little more gruesome. So if you're really big into horror and you want to read that, like I said, all you got to do is Google Kingston Strangler. And it goes full into detail. About two to three paragraphs of it is the dude physically talking about blood vessels and how to position your hands on someone's body and this dude just is fucking nuts but um yeah that's just weird and fucked up in the head or he took some you know he might not be a doctor but you learn a lot of that stuff in well i do brazilian jiu-jitsu so yeah no just brazilian jiu-jitsu like they a lot of the instructors know exactly how the chokes work and stuff like that and why they do what they do right so, yeah, I never thought about that. I wonder if he had any yeah. any background in martial arts, martial arts or something. Yeah, because I've noted this before in the past on podcasts that I've been in mixed martial arts for I don't know how long, and the one I study is a Vietnamese martial arts, which is called uh, Kung Nu, hmm. and it's that type of fighting is more get in there and get out. It's not a close quarters kind of combat, which I've, I've never been right. big into that. I've tried jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I, I started with, that was one of the first things I started with when I was younger. But mm-hmm. I got tired of men's butts being in my face. <laughs> yeah, I've been sat on a few times, but yeah. as long as they bathe, it's not too bad, I guess. <laughs> so. until, you, until your gi is like soaking wet. Yeah, oh my gosh. Or, yeah, I hate being smothered. Yeah. That does freak me out a bit. When you get the 300-pound guy who just lays his stomach on your face, and that's all he does. And game over. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, but no, I, 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 I do like ground fighting. I like the strategy of it. I know there is strategy to stand-up fighting, but just, I don't know, it feels more like a game down there. Right. Than it does a fight to me, and, and I don't know, I, I enjoy it. The, the thinking about it and just kind of going with the flow. Now that that story, like I said, was short. Uh, I didn't want to read yeah. the, the court documents. I have, I actually have like thirty two other news articles I came across, and I, I'm gonna start bringing them in more. And the others that, like I said, that one was the shortest one out of all of them. The rest are pretty lengthy, and I'll figure well, out a well, way. They caught the guy. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly, I... well, it didn't go into detail on how he got caught. It just said that he slipped up somehow. It didn't say how he slipped up. And yeah. I tried looking more into the story. It wouldn't go into details. Now, again, this is back in 2010. So, But it didn't go into yeah. details. And the court documents are just, dude, it's like a damn book. I'd be there all year trying to read all that. Oh, yeah, they go so into depth. Yeah, now like that one I was telling you about earlier about the military, that one was short. I'm not gonna say sweet. I was about to say short and sweet, but I'm not gonna say that. Right. That's not. Gotta choose my words right wisely. But it was pretty much a closed case thing because the dude admitted to it. They interviewed his wife on the on stand. She said what he said to her when uh, he walked into the hospital, and it was done deal. Well, I mean, yeah, the guy was pretty much caught red-handed, yeah. literally, for sure. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Witnesses all over the place. He wasn't trying to get away with it. No, no, no. He he, so. he knew he was going to get caught. He wanted yeah. to get caught. He felt so much better after he had done it. I mean, he even said himself afterwards that I knew I was going to get caught. But I didn't really care. I wasn't yeah, going to run was... and hide anyways. He knew it was wrong, but he did it anyways. And, you know, as, as gruesome as and unfortunate as it is, you know, right. it's just matters of the heart are so insane and intense. You know, I obviously there's a lot better ways to deal with a situation like that than going and killing the person. But, yeah, you know, I mean, you're, you're not thinking clearly at that point. Right. Well, because your emotions are getting, getting the best of you as well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even... Oh, I don't know what the whole um, what is it? There's a name for that, and I had it on, had it just a second ago. Um, crime of passion. Yeah, yeah. I don't know all the rules on that, but I don't think I think it's got to be like spontaneous, right then and there. You can't have any cool down period, which this guy obviously had. Yeah. Oh, he. Had, yeah, he they had do have time. certain. Yeah, they do have certain. Uh, set up for that. Now things like that. But. Now each state has their own laws about that kind of shit, and you can actually like if you Googled your state and say stupid laws, it'll show you stupid laws. Like in my state, yeah. it, it states if someone from the north doesn't matter any of the northern states comes down into, well, I'll just say it. I'm from Arkansas, so or I live in. Yeah. I'm not from Arkansas. I live in Arkansas, but anyway, comes to Arkansas. And they harass you. You have the right to call the police on them, and get and they can get arrested. That's a stupid ass law. From the, well, probably stems back from way back after the Civil War with the carpetbaggers, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's that old, but 
No, it's, I'm sure yeah. it's old as hell, but there's, I mean, like, there's another one, and I think it, I know it's for quite a bit of the southern states, I can't remember which ones, but there's, like, at least four of them, but if a woman is on her period, and her mm-hmm. husband pisses her off, and she kills him while she's <laughs> on her period, she can get yeah. away with it. Oh, I bet your husbands are really nice, at least for a week, once a month. <laughs> exactly. So that might not be the worst law for, for half the population out there. Yeah. Don't yeah. piss your wife off that time of month. Yeah. Might not end up good. See, you know, uh, we were talking earlier about the, um, uh, 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 what's the uh, TV program? Um, uh, we were talking about it. Lifetime. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know what it is with women. They love Lifetime. It gives me the creeps, especially when you walk in the house and your woman's sitting on the couch watching Lifetime movies. And most of that stuff, anyways, is women killing their husbands or boyfriends or loved ones or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've sat there and be like, are you trying to get some ideas or something? No, I just like watching this. I've been watching about hmm. seven hours of it by now. Oh boy, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Actually, I haven't watched Lifetime in so long. I hadn't either. So, now she, my wife does, but I, I yeah. don't. But so, let's get back to your channel for a second. So, do you, okay. do you have any special plans or anything that you're working on or wanting to work on? Or that are that's in the works. Uh, I don't know a few possible collaborations. Um, not necessarily on my channel, but with others. And who um, are they? Well, uh, I don't know. Is it we could shout them out? Okay. Um, bad vibes for one. That's supposed to be coming out. I know. Uh, creepy clown girl asked me to do something with her, so we're kind of planning something out there. And uh, I think there's one more. Let me let me try to remember. Let me quickly go into my emails if you don't mind. No, go for it, man. And while you're doing that, uh, you got anyone in the back of your head, like you know, people that you would like to collab with as well, like a. Dream okay, uh, sheet. Boy, I just for my horror week, I knocked a whole bunch of those out, and I'm actually not thinking of too many collaborations right now. That was a, a week long of collaborations, kind of wore me out. I'm gonna take a little break. I just got some smaller ones coming up, or like on other people's channels. So, All right. Um, let's see. Arthur McCain, or Arthur Kane. Sorry, uh, Ghost Eagle his series it's you know it's something to do it's a fun it'll be fun so but uh i've i've talked to arthur king i can't remember what his channel name is off the top of my head and i apologize to him for that but uh yeah we're gonna be doing something together over on his channel and that's coming up pretty soon um you know we don't have a time frame on it right now just because he contacted me once again during horror week and I was so busy, I wasn't thinking about putting anything down solid. So 
but he sent me the material. I just got to narrate it. So whenever he decides to post it, I'm not entirely sure when that's going to be. But um, yeah, that'll be coming up. Those are the, the ones off the top of my head right now. So I'm kind of taking a break from from collaborations for a bit. I'm trying to focus on writing some stories because, like I said, the ones I write tend to do best on my channel. Right. And uh, I'm looking to hit that that 1,000 before Christmas. I'm almost at 850. Nice. So, yeah, I'm and, really trying to push to get there. And I think that's another thing is it seems like stories, when you narrate a story, it's better when it comes from you. And the reason why I say that is because if you're writing a story and you're narrating your own work, um, the words are going to come off your tongue a lot easier because they're your words compared yeah. to, you know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. like, it's kind of how you talk. It's more natural right. for you. Cause I've, I found some stories that I've uh, narrated where, I mean, it's grammatically correct and it's a well-written story, but it's not how I would say something. So sometimes I get lost in the story and I, I kind of, vary from the words there because it's not how I would normally speak. Well, and see, that's but. that's the thing about the difference between Creepypasta and No Sleep. If you took two stories from, or a story from each one and put them next to each other, the thing, don't get me wrong, I love Creepypasta, but the problem with it is they have some of these big words that are not even half of the people's vocabulary. Yeah. You know what I mean? And no sleep is more the way it's written. It's uh, it's coming from the actual. I don't know how to say it. it it's, it's 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 more realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Now I've yeah, it does tend to be a little easier to narrate. Right. It just it it flows a lot better. I guess you can say. Yeah. Yeah, and I've noticed, especially probably in creepypastas, um, I don't think they're written to be read necessarily. You know, there there are right. different writing styles. Like, you know, you took any published book, and most of them aren't written to be read out loud. And in your mind, you know, when you're reading them in your head, they work better. But when you start speaking them out loud, it, it, some of the sentences are a little clunky to say, but written, they work perfectly fine. Right. And I think No Sleep are more written with the hope that they will get picked up for narration where creepypastas are more written just for the writing. Now, uh, while we're on the subject of no sleep for a second, yeah. uh, I'm bringing this point up for people, for other people that are listening, especially other narrators. Um, now, a couple months ago, and I brought this up the last couple episodes, but um, I came across an article on no sleep it's been a minute now, so I'm stressing this. When you even our horror community on Twitter right now, everyone in there is really good. They know to do this, but this is more gravitating towards the newer narrators that are starting out. If you narrate someone's story, it doesn't matter if it's no sleep, creepy pasta, whoever the hell it is, for the love of God, put the author's name in the description. It takes five seconds to do that. There's yeah. a, there was a little article on No Sleep uh, where authors were, frankly, pissed because they're given permission. And rightly so. 
Right, and giving permission to narrators to read their stuff. And they can even do the simplest of tasks by linking, you know, where you got the story at, the person, the author's mm -hmm. name. If they have a channel, Facebook, whatever, it takes five seconds to do that. Because a lot of them yeah. said that they're going to stop giving people their stories if they can't even do that. Well, that's what I, when I do ask, and I always ask permission, and I let the authors know when I, when I do this story, I will put the link to the original post, you know, to your story, and I'll put your name in there and credit you. Right. And, and they're always happy. And see, that's just, that's just common sense. And it's, it's the people, like, they put links to it so you can go and actually see. And when I did it, half of the people I'd never heard of, they're not even part of our community on Twitter. Yeah. So. Yeah. These are a lot of people that are new to the game, but even then, if you're new, it should just be common sense. I mean, not everyone yeah. has it, but it, in the end, it's just common sense to tag the person because, like this one author said on there, and I couldn't have put it any better, without them, we're nothing unless you yeah. write your own stuff. Yeah, which as I do write a, a good portion of my own stuff, you know, it would upset me, and I understand. You know, you, writing a story isn't easy. Right. It, it's not. It, no. it takes a lot of creativity. Some of them come right off the cuff, and I love that. But um, some of them, you have to grind them out and, and mold and shape them like like a statue, you know, like a, a clay. Um, yeah, like a clay statue. You, you know, you got to put in the detail, and some of them are just there, like a right. picture. You know, they just show up in your head, and they're, boom, always there, good to go. And... Yeah, especially if somebody took one of the ones I had to grind out and just threw it up there and didn't give me any credit. That probably took me hours of my life to put together. Right. And I would be upset, you know. And another good thing I found out is, for me especially, if a lot of times when I ask permission and I post the links back and I post their name, a lot of those narrators will take your story and put it on other forms of media they have to showcase their work. And right. that's just more exposure for me. And right. I've gotten quite a bit of subs from that. And it, it's really nice that they do that, too. They put me out there as well. So it's, we're scratching each other's backs here. Right, you're it, helping it each other. Really nice. Yeah. Yeah, you're giving them exposure by putting their stories out. And, you know, and they're giving you more exposure. Yep. So yeah. it's... So this is more leaning, like I said, it's leaning towards the newer narrators. If you're yeah. new to it, please, just, it takes five seconds. Hell, what I was doing, now at the beginning, when I first started narrating August of last year, my first video I started, I mean, I knew it was common sense anyways, to put the person, tag them and everything in the description. I think later on I started going beyond that and putting their name on the video as well. You know, so when the video is playing, people can see the author's name. Um, and I do that sometimes. I, I have, if it works, you know, uh, sometimes I use like movie clips and you can't do right. that. But if, it's, if I use a static picture with some effects, um, sometimes I'll put the name up there. It kind of depends. And yeah, I, I think I did the same thing. If it was a static picture, I... I normally did. I try to do it all the time, but if it was a moving picture background, like a video, mm -hmm. sometimes yeah. I couldn't do it because depending on the video itself, it would block it out. So, yeah. 
But anyway, this uh, next Sunday, I have the lovely Mandy that will be coming on as well. This could be a, a double. So I've got actually two women that will be on the show. So I have Mandy and uh, Dame Saturday that will be on the show as well. Nice. Um, Both yes. solid. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully, um, we'll, we'll, the show should be really good with those two. Um, again, you can listen to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Music, uh, my host site, which is Podbean. And hopefully, if everything goes good with my application, iHeartRadio in the coming weeks. Um, that would be cool. Oh, hell yeah. That would be, be really cool. But I've had people say it takes about two to three weeks for iHeart, but... I've got all these other platforms right now, so I'm good with them until yeah. that happens. But uh, you can always listen on any of those. Um, um, ugh, sorry, lost my breath for a second. Um, you can, um, Monsters in My Mind, you can find all of his details in the description. If I need to, I'll add more for him. Uh, keep in mind, each month I pick a narrator for the narrator of the month. And this month it was the dark narrator. Uh, so he's our special Congrats. narrator for the month. So his uh, link will be down in the description to his channel as well. So make sure you check these two guys out. Very awesome. Uh, is there anything you want to say before we go? Oh, I'd just like to thank everyone who was here and listened. And uh, thank you for having me on, Deadline. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. It. And hopefully yeah. uh, you'll come back again. Yeah. Always happy. Always happy to be here. All right, guys, until next Sunday, make sure you join me next Sunday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. I will post throughout the week to get people hyped up. Um, you can subscribe to me on any of those other platforms, but my main goal is I'm trying my best, and with your help, we can make this happen. Uh, help this YouTube channel as a podcast grow. Put it out there. Help me out as much as you can, guys. I would appreciate that. Let's get this channel going, and um, until the next one, stay spooky.